Well, good morning. Hi. Happy Sabbath. <laughs> um, Brent says we're going to have a music program today. Is this on yet? Okay, there we go. Um, and it isn't going to be just me. <laughs> we have Ingrid Spears who's going to be singing a couple of songs, and Dennis Freeman up front here is going to be singing a couple of songs, and uh, Jim McCall will be give, sharing some music with us as well, giving us a couple of songs. And John Scharf as well, I believe, is uh, going to give us some, some uh, special music as well during this time. And, and this is, is not to entertain you. These are testimonies that come from the heart. And music speaks to the heart. And I pray that today you will hear the words. And if it's just an instrumental, that you will be familiar with it, that the music will speak to your heart as well. But prayerfully, there will be some uh, real-life testimonies of how they, uh, why they chose these songs and what it means to them. And, uh, but to begin with, you get to be the special music. And so uh, I want you to... Uh, well, you won't have to because it's going to be on the screen, actually. But Psalms 48, that was our uh, opening, our text. And uh, Psalms 48, 1 and 2. We'll see if we got anything going here. Okay, and I'm going to teach you this song. And uh, so, uh, great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. Uh, let's see if I can get the right tune here in my head. So great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. From the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness, Beautiful for situation, the joy of the old earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of our great king. Is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of our great king. Now you know it, right? So we're going we're gonna to do this a couple times. Don't worry. If you don't get it the first time, we'll pick it up the second time. Because we're going to sing it through twice. All right? Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. In the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness, a beautiful for situation. So it's Mount Zion on the side. 
Oh, I think we all better go on the road here. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> so uh, I think to begin with, we're going to ask John Scharf to come up here and he's going to share a couple songs with us. John, could you share a little bit of information with us? Sure. Okay. Well, I didn't always play the piano. And uh, it's not always been an easy thing for me to do. Can you pull that up a little more? Um... I started when I was about eight years old and uh, basically never quit. Was told to stop several times by my dad. <laughs> but I, uh, I continued playing mostly when he wasn't around. And then, uh, then you hear what you can hear today, not necessarily because I was trained on anything, but because the Lord has has given me a gift and I continue to uh, to struggle on the piano and, and learn whenever possible uh, three uh, three consecutive times that I've noticed I could play the piano better and better uh, through the years first time was when I was about 13 and then when I was about 18 and then when I was about 22 um, I kind of changed what I could do on the piano, and so I haven't haven't heard a change. Maybe it'll happen sometime soon. Maybe it won't. Uh, but each time it seems to sound better. So <laughs> anyway, we just praise the Lord for for what we what we have. Uh, right now we're playing uh, the song "How Great Thou Art," and I've got a couple other songs that I may play. Um, tell me the story of Jesus. And uh, and maybe maybe one that'll just come out of thin air. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you. 
This one. Okay, so. Um, everybody wondering who's next. <laughs> um, Ingrid's going to have a song, couple songs for us. But before we do that, in uh, Psalms 89, we're not going to sing this. This is a scripture song as well. But it says in Psalms 89, verse 1, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generation, or generations, I should say. Um, so that's what we're doing here today, is we are singing of the mercies of the Lord. And uh, we just want to make known God's faithfulness. Uh, we are his witnesses. And so... I think we'll have Ingrid come up and share her songs at this point. Well, John's music kind of put me in a mood. I hope I can make it through this. Um, And Quentin kind of brought something up today, too, so it's kind of part of it. My song is Till the Storm Passes By. Um, we've all had storms in our lives and the worst storm that I ever went through, Bill and I were both married seven years before we found each other. The Lord found us together. Um, I was in an abusive marriage, um, black eyes and busted lips and eventually a fractured skull. And I kept trying to get out of Bonner's Ferry. And one day, this guy in church, I don't know if Quentin remembers him, uh, Jerry Neugebauer, was raised in Adventist. I didn't know it because I met him in a bar. And one time he brought a gun in the bar and shot himself in the leg, the goofball. Anyway, I, he was a friend, and I, I really enjoyed him. In fact, my first Sabbath meal, I think it was, uh, he invited him and his wife, Sherry, invited us over for uh, dinner. And I think that was Sabbath afternoon. Anyway, I was amazed at how much he knew the Bible. Anyway, uh, him and Sherry eventually broke up, sadly. And so I turned to Jerry and asked him if he'd take me to Coeur d'Alene and help me to find a place to get out of town so I wouldn't have to keep going back to my husband because I felt like I, I couldn't get away from him. He kept talking me into coming back, and I just I felt uh, imprisoned. I just couldn't get away. And um, finally, um, one day, these uh, two I lived in the Bonners Fair Apartments, another separation, and uh, these two teenagers, one, the girl was 17 and the boy 19, and we became good friends. And one day they came to me, And they said, um, Ruby, our friend, had an apartment in uh, Coeur d'Alene, and there was a vacant one there. And I thought, oh, I tried so hard to get there, and it just, every door closed. And so um, we went down and checked it out. And to let you know this, God was beginning to lead. I found an apartment down there, went down. I had to have support. I went on welfare for medical and stuff for my two little children, started going to the Coeur d'Alene Church. Met Bill's family at the time. He was still married. And uh, 
they said, you know, put, I want, they want my daughter to go to school. I says, I don't have any money. I'm a welfare. But just one thing after another just kept happening. It's like, it was amazing to me. I, I finally was out of, of Bonner's Ferry. I was away from my husband. And, uh, I mean, this is a really long story. I'll try to keep it short. I'm sorry. Um, they went to work, and uh, I went to uh, the, the employment office because I had to be on the WIND program. And uh, they said, we've been looking for you. And it's like, really? They put me to work there on a work experience program. I met a girl, a bunch of, uh, all the welfare, girls on welfare had to be in this program. And she told me a story how she went and got a divorce. Uh, she studied at the courthouse, did it herself, didn't cost her but $20 to file it. And I said, would you do it for me? And she did. It cost me $20, and I gave her another $20, which I really couldn't afford, for doing it for me. So, oh, I was out of there. My daughter was in church school. I put my little boy in ABCD uh, daycare center. It was, my life was wonderful. My husband was in, and I had, well, is this before? I think that was before. It never doesn't matter. Anyway, um, he got put in Orfino for his problems, and he got out. And he came by my apartment and my safe life, and there he was again. And I said, well, I'm going to prayer meeting. Um, I, you can come back later. And so I went to prayer meeting, and I sat there, and I just cried. Sorry. I didn't want to go back. And he always got me to go back. And so I went home. I sat down, and here he came, and he said, and he leaned forward real intense, like, okay, so, and I just said, you know, Russ, it never worked before. Why would it work now? And it's like he just relaxed back, and he says, yeah, I guess you're right. And it was truly an answer to prayer, and I just praise the Lord for that. Now I'll see if I can get through my song. (laughs) Anyway, that was that was the biggest storm I had ever been through. But God saw me through it, and he's blessed me with a new family. Bill and I, five years later, his wife left him, too. They, neither one of them, Russ or Jackie, could stay in their marriage. We're just always not good. So, But we've had 44 years this next month, and our five children together, blended family. Do we still have trials? Terrible trials. This... Um, Virus has split up our family. Our daughter doesn't talk to me anymore, so there's struggles going on. We just lost our youngest son to cancer. But God is always there with us, and he always sees us through. So prayerfully, he will see me through this song. (laughs) When we have our storms, God is there for us in the midst of it. dark of the midnight have I oft hid my face while the storms howl around me and there's no hiding place it's the crash of the thunder precious Lord hear my cry keep me safe till the storm passes by till the storm passes over Till the thunder sounds no more Till the clouds roll forever from the sky Hold me fast, let me stand in 
my daughter Shelley singing with me there. We made a gospel CD years ago and really enjoyed it. She's the one that's not speaking to me. And her husband is going back to Seattle for cancer. We've prayed for him before, so ask your prayers for Brian that hopefully they can get it this time. So this next song is called Will There Be Any Stars in My Crown? I live right back on the spot where I was when I was born. Um, we ended up coming back here 12 years ago after we decided to retire from our construction business over in Cheney, Washington. And I say now we're the oldest couple in the neighborhood now. It's starting to regrow. Uh, young couples are moving in and building tiny houses, and others are moving into houses that existed when I was a little girl. And I think there's only three of them now that were there when I was young. One that was built when I was a teenager in high school, I remember. And my, my biggest um, desire right now is to be a witness to these people that are coming in. We're, God has blessed us with, now number one, I don't like barking dogs. And we tend to have good dogs in that neighborhood. And the people are young and they're friendly and um, I just love them all. And I just want to be a witness to them. Um, do I want stars in my crown? That would be nice. But more than that, what the stars would represent was people that I could be a good influence to 
and an encouragement and um, direct them toward the Lord. Sorry, my voice is getting shaky now. <laughs> Um, but that's what we should all be praying for, is that we can, let's work toward getting stars on our crown. Is that being selfish or self-centered? I don't think so. I think we uh, we have a desire to lead others to the Lord. You know, I, I, re- I led a really rough life when I was younger, and that was a rough neighborhood. I remember a high school uh, pal said that uh, she could go anywhere in Bonner's Ferry, but she wasn't allowed into our neighborhood, and it was a rough neighborhood. So I experienced things that, you know, I try to encourage others uh, how, how to uh, raise their children and depend on the Lord, because what's out there isn't worth it. It isn't worth it. I've been there, done that, wouldn't want it again. And I just pray that God will continue to help me to be a witness in that effect. So this is my song. I am thinking today of that beautiful land we shall meet when the sun goeth down. When through wonderful bliss by my Savior I'll stand, will there be any stars in my that played the music for this is whistling there. I thought it was kind of cute, so I left it in. (laughs) In the strength of the Lord, let me labor and pray. Let me walk as a winner of souls. That bright stars may be mine in that glorious day When His grace like the sea billows roll Will there be any stars, any stars in my crown When at evening the sun goeth down When I wake with the blessed in those mansions of rest Will there be any stars in my crown? Oh, what joy it will be when His face I behold, living gems at His feet to lay down. It would sweeten my bliss in that city of gold. Should there be any stars in my crown? Will there be any stars, any stars in my crown? When at evening the sun goeth down, when I wake with the blessed in those mansions of rest, will there be any stars in my
Thank you, Ingrid. Will there be any stars in our crowns? We pray there'll be lots of stars Amen. that we can be witnesses. And uh, this week would be, uh, this next week would be a good time to work on that down at the fair. I believe at this time, Claudia, are, are you accompanying her? No. Okay. So Claudia's, oh, Jim's going to accompany. Okay. They're going to share us uh, a song that they've worked up. Revelation 1.8 says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. And Malachi 3.6 tells us, For I am the Lord, I change not. You know, the world today that we live in is kind of confusing, and what's wrong is right, and what's right is wrong, or it seems to be. And things are changing all the time. What was right one day is wrong the next and vice versa. You know, in a world like that, it's good to know that we have a God that knows the beginning from the ending, that doesn't change, a God whose ways are perfect and that loves us and helps us. Second Samuel twenty two thirty one through 33 tells us that as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler or a protector to all them that trust in him. For who is God save our God? And who is a rock save our Lord? God is my strength and power. He maketh my way perfect. You know, we can trust and praise and honor a God like that. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. If you'd like to follow along as we play, you can turn in your hymnals to number 21.
Jim. That was beautiful. Um, God is so good. And so, uh, time is just flying by. <laughs> so I think at this time, uh, we're going to have Jim McCall come up and share some music with us. I'm a product of the, the 70s, 1970s, and uh, I've been playing music for a long time, at least I call it music. The, uh, a couple weeks ago, Jeff asked me if I, I'd do some songs, and I haven't played the guitar all summer. <laughs> We're all busy people, as, as we know, and uh, uh, I had to redevelop some calluses, and uh, I actually got a blister on my thumb. Going back to the 70s, there was this program called MTV. Music TV is, I'm sure you all, maybe not all of you, maybe a few of you, it was 50 years ago. <laughs> and um, there was a song called I Want My MTV. And they talked about uh, uh, the various things that these rock musicians do. And one of them got a blister on his finger, you see. So I felt right at home. But the thing of it is, these musicians were kind of pied pipers of pop. They wanted you to follow their music. They wanted you to follow them, pay their exorbitant fees, turn them into gods, basically. And uh, the group that wrote, I Want My MTV, was Dire Straits which is an example of what a lot of, a lot of these kids ended up when they followed these musicians. And they were all attempting to get them to follow them. That was the key. They wanted their fans to follow them. And in a lot of cases, follow them uh, to a place where they, they shouldn't be going. And in fact, a lot of these musicians aren't even around anymore because where they went, they never came back from. And that's what Jesus asks us if we'll follow him. We've got a choice to make. Who are we going to follow? And um, this song's about Peter. The apostle Peter was uh, into fishing. And when things got bad or times got tough, as the old bumper sticker says, he went fishing. And so that's what happened in this case. He went fishing. And uh, in the process, he met the, met the Lord who taught him that there are other types of fish to catch. 
and Andrew, we'd been fishing. The best part of last night, we'd caught nothing for all our trying. Come the morning and the light. Then we saw him and he asked us to take him out a little away from the land. He was teaching all the people. They sat there in silence on the sand. Come and follow, come and follow, come and follow, follow me. Come and follow, come and follow, come and follow, follow me. When he'd finished all his teaching, he then turned. Spoke again to me. He said, "Simon, row out farther. Cast your nets once again into the sea." And I said, "Master, we've been fishing since the sundown of yesterday. One more time, I'll throw them over because it's you who says." Come and follow, come and follow, come and follow, follow me. Come and follow, come and follow, come and follow, follow me, follow me. James and John, they're both my witnesses to the truth, and what I've told. How our nets were filled to bursting, more than both our boats could ever hold. And I fell down there before him, crying, "Leave me, Lord, I'm full of sin." He said, "Simon, don't be frightened." Follow me, and you will learn to fish for men. Come and follow, come and follow, come and follow, follow me. Come and follow, come and follow, come and follow, follow me. Come and follow, come and follow, come and follow, follow. Come and follow. Come and follow. Come and follow. Follow me. Follow me. Well, I'm going to do two songs because of time. But this particular one, next, deals with life situations. As you well know, maybe you don't all know, but our Sabbath school lesson this quarter is, is called Being in the Crucible. If you know what a crucible is, ask somebody that's been in one, they'll know. 
And this song is about God's endless love, regardless of what we think of him. A love that is not like man's, which is often conditional, as we all know. God loves us when we're angry at him. When we're frustrated with life's situations, where death and heartache and pain. Now, the fellow that wrote this song is a fellow by the name of John Mark McMillan. And he wrote this song out of anguish because a, a close friend of him was, was died. He died accidentally. And it was not, totally unexpected. And he struggled with these questions for years about why that had happened. And so he wrote this song in, in order to deal with that. God still loves us through this, though, as we well know. Even when death comes to afflict your life through the passing of a loved one. The Bible tells us in Mark 12, 27, that God is a God of the living. Even when horrible troubles come, like death, which were never supposed to happen. And God will help us in the living through these troubles in life. Because he's the God of the living. In the living of this life, we all face challenges and questions. Remember, the Apostle Paul had problems with an infirmity he had. He asked the Lord to take it from him three times. Thrice, it says, in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And the Lord's answer was, my grace is sufficient. It's all about God's grace. So when we have questions about life's troubles, remember that the Lord's grace is sufficient for us. Because he loves us so much. Oh, how he loves us. Eclipsed by glory 
And I realize just how beautiful you are How great your affections are for me And oh, how he loves Yes, he loves us Oh, how he loves us Oh, how he loves us Oh, how he loves And we are his portion And he is our prize Drawn to redemption by the love in his eyes If grace were an ocean We'd be sinking Yes, and heaven meets earth Like an unforeseen kiss My heart swells violently inside of my chest And I don't have time to maintain these regrets When I think about the way That he loves us Praise God. So uh, I asked Dennis Freeman if he would share a couple of songs with us. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and accompany him on these. Always serious, not necessarily on the same subject that you think I should be. <laughs> Am I supposed to tell a story, Jeff? Or do I... You're supposed to talk. You're huh? supposed to... Yes. Oh, boy. This is your moment. This is my moment. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, Whatever. I grew up in L.A., San Fernando Valley for about 25 years and got married and had a couple of children, and then uh, at about 25, moved down to the South Bay, Redondo Beach, Hermosa Beach area, and boy, there was a lot of partying. And actually, I moved down there when I was 21, and uh, met my wife and a lot of friends that played guitar, and 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 learned how to lay carpet and learned how to make money and got in the Bucks Club, and I like making money more than I like playing guitar. 
and um, I played guitar since I was 18, which is really late start, but I've been singing since I was six. And, you know, the road that that went down, I've heard Ingrid talk about her story, and mine's not really a lot different. Uh, I got lost in uh, the stuff until I was 35 and lost the marriage, which my first wife is still doing that stuff. And, uh, you know, I lost my children for a while, and now I have them back. And, you know, miracles happen. Just it's, it, This is an amazing life. And uh, um, um, I got sober through AA because you couldn't get me near Christ. You couldn't get me near anything other than I knew there was a God. And I learned that there was a spirit. And those things worked for me for 17 years. And I was in L.A., and, and things were getting weird for me. And I started working out in, the, out in San Francisco and these other areas. And I was living in Redondo Beach, and I was sober, and women were my drug of choice, I guess, at the time. And I, and I just couldn't seem to have a successful relationship. And pieces of me were being left behind, as well as a lot of broken hearts on the other side. And I, and I, and I left Redondo Beach, and I went up to Martinez with this gal, and that didn't work. And then I said, well, i got to start spending my money on dirt. And I bought some dirt in Prather, California. And where the heck is Prather? And it's up in the mountains out of Fresno. And I moved there so I could meet Steve Rinker, and he's an Adventist. And I'd see this guy walking down the road through my window of my house. There he is, the guy with the three dogs and the Bible. And he's always talking about Jesus. Oh, man. And like I said, I'd been sober for a while, and I believed in God, and I believed in the Holy Spirit, and I had principles in my life, but I still was unsuccessful in relationships. And me and this guy talked for five years on the road, and the church was praying for me Little did I know. And uh, July 2nd of 2006, I hit a a new bottom with my current wife, which is like, I guess that's on the way out. And, um, you know, I, I said, Jesus, I don't know if you are. I really don't know. But, you know, Steve really believes in you. And another friend, Terry Allison, believes in you. And another friend, uh, Gene Anthony, believes in you. And I had these three guys on my back porch, and I was getting ready to go to work at Hurricane Rita. And one was a Mormon, Gene Anthony. One was a Pentecostal, and that was Terry Allison. And one was Steve Rinker. And, you know, I had some direction to it. To, I, saw, I saw some, really, this is, a, this is an interesting choice I have. And I knew Terry Allison because we kind of like went out partying together. He'd drink, and I'd watch, and I'd dance, and I took dance lessons for seven years and, and uh, danced for about 25, and then I just, my legs don't work anymore. I still could, but... So uh, we, we had fun, and then there's Steve. 
And, um, you know, this guy is just the sweetest guy, the lovingest guy, uh, just always has time. And he's talking about this guy, Christ, all the time. And so I, I went towards the Adventist Road, and then I started, you know, going to church. And my wife and I were separated. We weren't married yet, but we were separated again. You know, I said, I don't want to live this life with you that you're living. And it had nothing to do with coming here. And so I started going to this church alone for five years. And I guess it changed me. I don't know, you know, and, and, and then listening to you guys sing, I said, this is not going to work. <laughs> and I was introduced to uh, Alan Jackson and Precious Memories and Allison Krauss and Living Prayer and some of these other songs that are going out there because I'm not going to listen to rock and roll. I can't do rock and roll. Those days are done. Those happened when I was 21 doing a lot of bad stuff and having a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, so much fun. So, you know, I uh, uh, have been here since, like I said, 2006. I was baptized in 2008 and uh, got married. And, you know, uh, we were not equally yoked. And I was warned by Steve Rinker not to do that. And my son, because he's a Christian, sort of, I guess he is. A lot of people say they are. I'm not too sure. Unless you read the Bible, I'm certain that you're not. Because you got to read the instruction manual. And, uh, you know, I know that each one of those writers were writing about a subject. And just because I don't get it doesn't mean that there's not subject matter there. So then that means just keep coming back and keep reading. And I learned that in Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, that, that there's a purpose to each line, each comma, each hyphen, each paragraph, each chapter. I learned how to read that way. And, and, another, and, and somebody else taught me how to do that. I didn't learn it by myself. I didn't create it. But I know that, uh, you know, God intervened with these guys. And then coming into salvation signs and symbols has just blown me away. You know, Ivor Myers and, 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 and James Rafferty. And, you know, both of those guys are from my town down there in Fresno. Or they're not from, but they're down there now. North Fork. Another, where is North Fork? And that's where James Rafferty lives. I mean, you never, it says, oh, we got this sign, the center of California. And it's a logging community that's shut down. You know, it's turning into nowhere, Phil. And why he's living there is, you know, I don't know. I guess he wants to be alone. Um, I was alone on 40 acres in California. And then, you know, why am I moved up here? Uh, you know, a bunch of prepper novels. And, you know, they say that this is a godly place to be. I'm going to tell you, I think it's a lot deeper than that, you know. Uh, I got this beautiful place out on the river. And I have this vision. Uh, I listen to a lot of Audible books, and some of them are like $3. And I got this one for $3 called the three-day event. And it talked about this guy, these guys with PTSD, and they had a retreat leader, and they got away for three days. And I remember in Alcoholics Anonymous, I used to go to these monasteries, this Episcopalian and these, and these uh, Catholic monasteries, where the, the monks were drunks, you know, and they got sober. 
You know, and so we're everywhere. We're in uh, uh, attorneys and judges and all the way down to trash people and, and homeless people end up there. And, and uh, you know, listening to those guys talk about God, they stayed out the Jesus thing. But it started a, a spiritual walk with me that changed my life and it got me here. You know, and, and how you get to Jesus is, you know, from where I come from, it's impossible. People would rather die than come here. And, you know, I've got a life that's just beyond my wildest dreams. And, and you know, now, and now I get a jam with Jeff, which is I haven't played willingly in years. I'm building a house. I've been moving up here. You guys have watched me up coming back and forth. It's a struggle getting up here. Then I sold my house May 20th. And and so before then I had all the trips to move my stuff up here. Why don't you just go get a moving company and rent a truck? Yeah, for $50,000 because I got so much stuff. So, you know, I've got 20 acres here. I don't like neighbors. I love Christians. I love Christians who are really doing the deal. And I'm working the, the fair because, you know, that's our calling, you know, to go out and preach the word. And uh, I'm going to take my guitar and I'm going to do softly and tenderly with my buddy Jeff here. So if you guys want to sing, you can. Hopefully we'll inspire you. And um, uh, hopefully I'm inspired to keep playing. Because it's been kind of nice. It hurts after building a house all day to, oh, can you practice? I haven't practiced for this at all. We played three times, and that's been my practice. Praise the Lord. Be, be with your ears. <laughs> Forgive us. <laughs> Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, is calling for you and for me. Patient and loving, he's waiting and watching, he's watching for you and for me. Can do. 
He's calling, oh sinner, come home. Oh, for the wonderful love He has promised. He's promised for you and for me, for me. Though we have sinned, He has mercy and pardon. He's pardoned for you and for me. Come home, come home, come home. Ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, In fact, Ingrid did this song not very long ago for special music. Live in prayer, Allison Cross. Inside. 
Well, we were going to do some more songs, but we're going to cut it short because we're way over time here. But we want to close, and I'd like to invite Jim to come back up and Claudia, and we're just going to sing with y'all Amazing Grace. Could you get that up on the screen? Amazing Grace. Everything's a surprise today. <laughs> I think we'll play that in D. D. May. Is that too high? Amazing grace. Amazing grace. Okay, we'll play it in G. Yeah. get into that. Benediction time. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for an awesome Sabbath. We thank you for the music and uh, being able to give all praise to you and to sing of your mercies. Your grace is sufficient. Your love is complete. 
Father, please complete us, this body, that we can fulfill and do the work that needs to be done. Thank you for the Sabbath again. Please bless us as we depart from here now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I think I'm ready to sing now. <laughs> 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 <laughs>